Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by Another Happy Studios. It's time for Torchwood to reveal themselves as they introduce us to the Army of Ghosts. Dancing. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Still Got Legs, the only other podcast in the world. My name is Nathan, and I am joined today by the Lord of the Dance. <laughs> There's a thing about it. I am the Lord of the Dance, said he. Is that the thing? Yeah, that's that was what I was referencing. The little, uh, the little hymn, as it were. How, what's the rest of it? I am the Lord of the Dance. Dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the Dance, said he, and I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. Chelsea, wherever they may be. I grew up in a Chelsea football household, so I know. Uh, it, I, I was going to say I could remember it all, and then I couldn't, and I didn't want to embarrass myself in case we have any football listeners. Well, I don't know. Well, uh, you say you grew up in a Chelsea household, Lawrence. I actually grew up in an AFC Richmond household. <laughs> no, you didn't. I am, you grow up in I am, I am greyhounds till I die. Okay, Lawrence. <laughs> unless, unless at the age of twenty-seven, you were still considering yourself growing up, then you didn't. Greyhounds till I die. I bleed blue for my greyhounds. I'll tell you who else bleeds blue. This is good. This is a good segue. Get ready for it. I can already tell this is an absolutely horrendous segue because you're just going to say some random character from this episode of Doctor Who, which we're here to discuss. And this episode of Doctor no, Who come on. is called The Army no, hang on, of Ghosts. It's Series 2, Episode 12, written by Russell T. Davies, directed by Graham Harper, another mainstay Doctor Who director. You know what I'm going to ask Go on, now. Lawrence, that. I do. Ask. Okay, all right, came yeah. prepared. Yeah, I did. Then tell me, Nathan, what other episodes? Well, I'll tell you right now what episodes Graham Harper has directed. He also directed uh, 42. He directed okay. Utopia. He directed Planet of the Ood, as well as the uh, finale trilogy of Series 4. Oh, fuck, so okay. So Turn Left, Journey's End, and... Um, Whatever the other one is called. Oh wow! So he really is. He, that those are some important episodes as well. Fuck. Indeed, indeed. So, so he got he got the boot with Russell then, because that was, there was nothing past season four there, right? Yeah, I, I don't think he did anything after season four so far, anyway. Um, so. Well, let us cherish so, his yeah. work while we still can, because we are whizzing through the fucking seasons. Well, we're we're coming to the end of um of series two right here. We're at the we're at the finale, the two parter finale. Uh, one more week to go after this, and uh, yeah, Army of Ghosts. This is where it all kicks off. This Lawrence is the story of how <laughs> Rose Tyler dies. There, there's a fucking segue for him. It is that. I mean, yeah. Look, 
that is the segue. That is yeah. arguably one of the biggest hooks that this show has ever done this far. Yeah. Uh, I got sad watching this because I it, it dawned on me that this is the last time as series regulars we're going to be looking at Rose and Jackie and Mickey. And it's it feels like very much... I know, obviously, we've, we've watched this all before, but, like, mm. doing an in-depth kind of discussion about it every week has made me so attached to this band of, like, the little TARDIS family going on here. I didn't really get sad uh, watching this episode because, like, I know we've still got a little bit left. There's there's more to come, mm. really. Um, next week I'll be emotionally distraught. Um, but for now, we're <laughs> It's going to hit okay. you like a train next week. It will. Next week, prepare for next week's episode. It'll be crying from start to finish. Um, but, yeah, this week it was more like like I was, I was quite... Uh, haunted by the opening it was it was mm. quite a uh, a really good opening with like rose's dialogue her voiceover talking about her life before the doctor and just like how much better it is now because of him and you know we see uh, little snippets of adventures we haven't even seen just them hanging out on a planet running yeah. through the streets of london having a great time together it's all good stuff man i and it, it, maybe the, I don't want to jump the gun, but like it just goes in perfectly with what you were saying. We get all of that presented through Rose as like a positive look how much her life has changed for the better. And yeah. on the flip side of it, you just get some downright sad shit with Jackie this episode, where she's well, like, "You mate, you yeah. can see it like that, but in my eyes, one day I'm going to be dead and gone, and there's nothing tying you back to your home." I think the 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 best thing about that opening, like you say, we do get a lot of like stuff about rose talking about like how great things are now that she's met the doctor and then it just ends with and this is the story of how i died and it's like fucking what <laughs> what what is going on i didn't agree to this yeah i didn't sign up to be this sad about the space show yeah um, this is not what i agreed to this is crazy but but here we are this is indeed the story of her death would well, you consider this the first um the first revival epic multi-doctor saga no because it's not <laughs> because christopher eccleston does appear in the flashback of the this okay. is how i died <laughs> okay all right i still uh, two doctors no. in one episode am i wrong okay but what about then the parting of the ways well, that too is an epic multi-doctor <laughs> saga. <laughs> okay. So perhaps the second. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, okay, so I they they land they land and we're where we where this season thrives the best is the the powerless state. I love to see them return home. Is, it, is that the, is that really the best of Doctor Who? That's that's where like all the good shit happens when you get all the all the fat all Rose's family on the home turf. I think it's always fun. It's fun, yeah. I don't know if it's the best, but it's good stuff. I guess. Yeah, it's probably not the it's probably not the high high. <laughs> Current era London is probably not the highest high for the time travel show. I get that. Yeah, but... that's that's what I'm kind of getting at. <laughs> but all like, these it's... like far off adventures and planets, and it's not nah, just give me a council estate in 2005. I reckon. <laughs> That's it's, good, it's good though. It's good stuff. It is, hey, it is good. I do love the Paulus Day. I hope to live there one day. That's my life goal. Do you reckon it's there? Like, well, no, it's that like, flat. No, it's like well, the flat will be in a studio somewhere. 
Like no, they filmed that, outside. Oh, the flat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The 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 interior of the flat will be in a studio, but like yeah. the like if you go to that like that flat building, guarantee you the the insides of those flats look nothing like the actual set of Jackie's flat. I'm pretty sure the location of Jackie's flat actually in the Powell Estate has changed in various episodes. Well, like in Christmas Invasion, there's a lot of on yeah, the probably. balcony moments. Yeah, and and then and then when the Slovene knocks on her door in World War Three, I'm pretty sure it's like next to the stairs, which is not. This is what you come here for, isn't it? The logistics yeah, of where is, Jackie's flat is. Yeah, this is nothing really. Um, yeah. No, what I enjoy, I enjoy the little scene of Rose uh, coming home. It's kind of like coming full circle from like the start of the season. Really, you know, we started the season off with her leaving. You know, same bag was packed, ready to go. Mm. She gave Mickey a kiss, rest in peace. Um, and then they went off to into time and space to have all their adventures. Now they're back, and uh, Jackie gives uh, Rose a big hug and a kiss. But what I fucking loved, what I absolutely loved, was Jackie also giving the Doctor a big a big hug and a kiss, and not letting him get away from it as well. I'm going to give you a chance to correctly guess a note that I wrote down of about that specific interaction. What do you think I picked up on? The kid. <laughs> she treats him like a dog. She says, "Hello, my lovely big man. You, yes, you are." And gives him. A Why would I guess that? That's so random. No, but she does, it's literally how people speak to dogs. She literally says, "I wrote it down. You lovely big man. You're all mine. Yes, you are." Like a like she would a dog. That's pretty cute, I guess. He's got the hair. He's got the ruffly hair for it. It more reminded me of like, you know, when you like go visit your auntie or whatever. And then she like she gives you kisses and you're like, No, go no way but secretly you're like, I am so loved right now. Like I am, I am a handsome young man. I am a handsome young man, it's true. Yes. I, I reckon ten ten was putting on a big show, like, get off me, but I reckon he was like, It's true, I am a handsome boy, yes. Oh, he was he was absolutely loving it. I think he's just so mm. chuffed that this iteration of himself has a better relationship with Jackie that isn't Slaps in the face and insults 24-7. You know what? That's a very good point. I cannot imagine the Ninth Doctor uh, letting that stand. Like, I, I I, think he would just push her straight off <laughs> him and just be like, absolutely not. The tone would immediately change. He'd just push her against the wall and be like, fuck off. <laughs> Get away from me. Very, be very uncomfortable all of a sudden. Yeah. He'd use the sun, he'd turn um, her into goo or something. Great. <laughs> Well, it can probably do that. <laughs> I don't think it could. It can, it can do everything else on the planet. Do you not think it can no, turn it something No, it can't. It can do a certain number of things, Lawrence. Yeah, and that number being like fucking eight billion things. That is not... Do- it, don't, it's, it can only do door-related things, all right? <laughs> that, that's, that's not, not door. True. It is true. Anything it does is door-related, and I'll happily prove that point. Name a thing that it does. Um... We'll come back to that. Off the top of my head, okay. I can't think of anything, but we will well, come back to that. There you go. There you go. I, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I won't be. I have a question, and I think it's something that now I've touched upon, I think it unravels a large amount of Doctor Who-related lore. Okay. So it's quite a big thing. Are you mentally yeah. prepared? No, let me get ready. <laughs> what does that consist of? Oh, a swig of a beer. Multiple swigs? He's necking it. Surely not. Surely not on the pod. 
oh, I regret that. <laughs> but you oh, it's a... only me. No one would have known. Oh, I'm not a young man anymore. <laughs> I remember the days you you do that and then you crush the can on your head like a real frat boy. I could easily shotgun a beer back in the day, but no. Two sips, and I'm like, oh, it's time for bed, I reckon. <laughs> you paid for it as well, though. I remember a specific time. I won't to save you some dignity, and I'm sure you'd do the same for me, but to spare you... <laughs> you remember when you stayed at mine on the sofa? Um, Feel free to cut no. this. The... Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yes, <we do>. okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. So I, so I would argue, yes, you might have always been able to, but you paid one way or another. Yeah, so these days I'm paying up front. Yeah, I'd so. prefer that. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> so, right, so, yeah. All right, yeah, so I'm, me- I'm mentally prepared, if a little gassy now. Okay, good, perfect. <laughs> um... <laughs> Does the TARDIS have a washing machine? It would have to. I would imagine so. So then, Rose comes back with a suitcase full of washing for her mum. Okay. Let me now, ask you this, Lawrence. Yeah. Because uh, I know what you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me why didn't she use the washing machine in the TARDIS. Okay? Yeah, I guess. Semi. And let me pose a question to you. Mm-hmm. When we was at university... Did we not have a series of washing machines in our building where we lived? We did. And did we also not take our washing home whenever we went home and get our mum to do it? I say yeah, that like be... we have the same mum. <laughs> yeah, our shared mum. No, I, 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 I did, but I also still use the washing. Yeah, and maybe Rose did as well, but then she's going home and she's like, oh, I might as well like get my mum to do it. Okay, the, the only reason I propose it is because... There's two options in my mind. One, the TARDIS doesn't have a washing machine. In which case, does the Doctor have like 20 of the same suit combinations? Because if he doesn't and he's not washing them, that's gross. Well, yeah. I, mate, I can't go three hours in a suit without honking it out. So, yeah, it's fair. Um, so that's gross. Or the TARDIS does have a washing machine and she doesn't want the Doctor to see her delicates. Again, I I think it's just the case of she's going home, she'll be a bit lazy and get her mum to do it. Much like we do the same, or did the same, um, when... Well, trust me, I do my own washing now, unfortunately. Um, but when we was at uni... You said that through gritted teeth. <laughs> reluctantly. No, but like, no, we, we did our washing at uni, but it's just like, when we were going home, like, oh, I'll just get my mum to do it because, because mums love doing washing. Um... Also, what was I going to say? Also, the TARDIS definitely has a washing machine. And I say this because later on down the line, okay, there's an episode set within the TARDIS and there is a room with a device which can create literally anything. Like, but it may stuff. not have created it yet, though. No, but it has. Okay, because... you're definitively putting that in there. <laughs> yes, I am. Nathan and has drawn a line to. in the sand on this law. It would have to have a laundry room, I reckon. Yeah, but there's no way of knowing. Well, there is. Just logic, <laughs> really. <laughs> Listen, all the evidence in this episode points elsewhere, right? That's all I'm saying. I, I don't believe so. You know what I enjoyed in this episode? And it caught me off guard. I have seen this episode probably a good uh, ten times at least, okay? Yeah. 
um, over a series of like 17 years or whatever. Um, I have never noticed until watching it today that when uh, the ghosts come and visit, Granddad Prentice comes and they re- and they see what's going on, and then the Doctor runs outside to see all the other ghosts in the Palace State. It's the Torchwood theme, yeah, from yeah. the TV show Torchwood. <laughs> I, I, so never I, I think noticed I noticed that the last today. time I watched it. Like it, it, I I think we're hyper aware of it this time because we've been trying to look for that song. Yeah, that's that's very <laughs> true. Yeah. so and and it makes sense because like torchwood this is kind of like a backdoor pilot for torchwood i guess really um yeah kind of like it's it's not too long after this it was only a couple of months after this that torchwood actually aired so it was it was already like well underway so very different style of torchwood from what we see here but yeah well yeah it's it's a different torchwood but yeah no, it's, yeah. I, I I like that. I think that whole scene is a good kind of build up because it's like the yeah. the you get the first you get the theme and for like people like us now that will notice things like because there'll, there'll be normal people that watch this, um yeah. and go like that's just music we we know that jingle that little theme, so yeah. like we'll be like that's Torchwood and then you get like in the middle of the ghosts all spawning you see some sort of metal instrument like a lever or something. And then it kind of mm. cuts away from it. You don't see it again for like a couple of minutes until the scene yes. starts playing. So it's it's all in all a good tease for like you're Things immediately, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's think... quite interesting. Um, I always love in in this era of Doctor Who something Russell always manages to work in quite well a a, a weird little TV montage. <laughs> of... <laughs> of things that are going on, just to give us a little, a little bit of extra fun and context to to whatever the present day Earth situation is. Mm. We get it's a great, it's a good opportunity for some great cameos. Uh, I believe we get Trisha, who was like the Jeremy Kyle of her day, really. Yeah. Um, a fucking really funny one from Derek Akora, just going, <laughs> "Well, I guess no one needs me anymore," which is very funny because <laughs> um, he was from. If you don't know, he hosted a show called Most Haunted, where they just basically like looked for ghosts. So that was very funny. <laughs> and then the best one was a cameo from Peggy Mitchell yeah. um, on EastEnders. What I loved about that one is after it, the doctor goes, right, so when did this all start? And Jackie goes, right, so first of all, Peggy heard a noise in the basement. Yeah. And then she checked <laughs> no, that, That's... That, yeah, that is what I love about the, like returning back to the yeah. power of the state. This you get these Jackie one-liners that are just so it's fucking so brilliant, good. so um, good, man. She she kills it every time. I love her so much. I um, and, it, and it was some really really good genuine comedy. Yeah, no. The, I, so the thing about the TV that I really like the TV montages because you're right. They yeah. always do provide a sense of where's the world at. Let's touch in with the general consensus of society about whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah, and, exactly. And it, yeah, it's just a quick way to breeze through it. And they, they're clever. They are fun cameos. They're often funny. The one yeah. thing I can't wrap my head around is you've got you've got genuinely clever lines like the ghost hunting guy being like, I guess I'm redundant. And then um, yeah. the EastEnders being like, oh, the only spirits I serve here are gin and vodka, so fuck off. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But then you yeah. have the weather forecast being like, strong ghosts tonight. And I'm like, what? Your job hasn't changed, mate. <laughs> 
But that also makes no sense, given the information we learn in the episode. Because the information in the episode clearly says it's the exact same every single time. Down to the minute. Yeah, they do the ghost shift at like 10.30 or whatever, and here they come. (laughs) And it's like, tonight we're expecting very strong ghosts. Like, are we? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is that are we not always expecting very strong ghosts? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be better if it was like today we're expecting extremely consistent levels of ghosts that we had yes. yesterday and the day before. Yes. Why indeed. is it the weather forecast man's job? Like, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think it's necessarily the weather forecast. I think it's it's the ghost forecast. It's it's. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know, like you get the the weather forecast, but then you get the the pollen count or whatever. Oh, it's like a little it's, off-brand one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the same sort of thing there. It'll come after the the weather, and they'll be like, right, here's Chris with the weather. That was Chris with the weather. Cheers, Chris. What's going on with the ghosts tonight? Well, <laughs> well the, we're expecting high ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then this that like cleaning products are like my ghost used to be all pale and grey or whatever. <laughs> now like you're cleaning a ghost? Aren't they there for like two minutes? What's going on? There's one ghost that just keeps landing in the same spot, and it's like, fuck, so I'm clean, cleaned again. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of a professional EastEnders set having to really quickly work around getting this one shot of a ghost in, like, two minutes. Oh, you just need a bit of an empty space, really. I think you can, the, the, yeah, you can the, do oh, that. They could put a green screen where the ghost normally spawns in. They won't even need to. They just need to get a shot from the other side of the bar, really. Yeah, but you got to light it, you got to set up oh, ice extenders. They work quickly, don't nah, they? Nah, they don't need... This is Doctor Who in 2006, mate. They don't need to do any of that. That's true, yeah. All they need is a shot of the bar in a fucking dream, mate. They'll do the rest. They'll figure it out. <laughs> um, one thing I was going to say, because um, it's kind of... It is kind of before the episode gets kick-started with the ghosts and exploring all of that stuff, um, is yes. when Jackie is kind of telling the Doctor about it. If you look at this episode... And it's the one thing that I think can actually somewhat redeem Love and Monsters. If you look at this episode as somewhat of like a companion sequel or like companion piece with Love and Monsters, it's a I really... Won't, s- and I never will. <laughs> never will, but... That's fair. Um, it's, it's very... It's just kind of a sad story about how Jackie is so lonely that like yeah. the one man she opens up to is that Elton fella and... She can't trust him. She can't trust anyone. And so she just assumes that this ghost thing is her dad. And when Rose comes back, she's like, you can just see her kind of get so upset about the only last, yeah. like the last person in her life that means something is still just fucking gone. And then the doctor is like immediately trying to make sense of it. And he's like, trying to like, no, this doesn't make any sense. There can't be ghosts. That doesn't, that's not real. And Jackie's like, stop it. Stop that now. Like, yeah, you're, you're ruining, ruining it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quite sad, sad really. Yeah, yeah, not fun. Um, the next note I have, <laughs> and I'm sure this went through your mind as well. Um, probably the biggest cameo of the episode. It just says <laughs> Martha? Question mark. <laughs> oh, were you not prepared? Did you not remember? No, I was. I knew. I I obviously knew, and I was fully prepared. It's just a bit of fun to see Free Magdalene uh, <laughs> in this episode. It's, yeah, it's it's especially weird, like, because I know that they've done this before, they've, like, had someone on as an extra, like, the BBC, 
they they famously know like five actors that they use for things um yeah in certain years um but yeah it, it, mm. it's always fun because they've, they've done this before karen gillen's obviously famously in um uh, fires of pompeii and then she's in the next season as the companion martha well um, well I, I i tweeted out earlier today from uh i still got legs pod go follow it's a, it's a good follow i tweeted out uh, if anyone has any thoughts on this episode uh, and for, uh, a friend of the show, Diane Evans, tweeted, Love this app, but it does start a trend of Doctor Who actors playing background characters and then coming back at main characters. Looking at you, Martha Jones, and I find that annoying. Annoying? Uh, Diane does. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Diane, for, for t- sending that out. What are your thoughts on that? How do you feel about it? Uh, it doesn't necessarily annoy me, but I can see, like, there is a level of kind of it does canon. kind of like break yeah it is a little bit of canon breaking yeah they, they especially when they try and justify it, it well that's the thing they do they often do that they often like because i know in smith and jones um martha mentions it like they yeah. talk about about uh canary Wharf, the battle of canary wharf and stuff and she said oh she had a cousin there adiola and <laughs> i had a cousin who's and... fucking identical to me <laughs> yeah that's how cousins seven. work right <laughs> Yeah, it's whatever. It's good enough. I mean, like, Gwen from Torchwood has a great, 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 great grandmother or whatever who yeah. is identical to her. But you know, whatever they say in that, they say like, oh, cross species genetic. Oh, yeah. it, it, literally, they, they get David Tennant to do the science <laughs> noise that yeah. makes us forget. <laughs> they, where he goes, ah, and people go, oh, he knows what's going on. That means I do too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I, I can see why people would find it annoying. I don't know if I necessarily do. Um, I, I, I find it more fun than anything now. Really, it's like, yeah, oh, that's 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 cute. I guess. Well, not cute, but I just, I just, I'm happy to see Freeman. It's great. I'm like getting ready for Martha now. So, yeah. yeah. If I if I was watching this for for the first time with fresh eyes, <clears throat> I think it would piss me off more. Because I'd be like, that Bashiba's in the huh huh. You see, that's that very interesting because, um, and this is jumping ahead quite a bit, so kind of spoiler alert, I guess, but series, the first episode of series seven um, is an episode called Asylum of the Daleks, mm-hmm. and that episode has a companion who is not yet a companion in the episode. I, I won't go into full spoilers, but that's what I'll say. It has yeah. a companion who is not yet a companion in the episode. Um and it's not a case of it being like, oh, they got another role before they were cast as the companion. It's fully intentional that yes, they yeah. are in this episode. Um, and I remember that annoying me quite a bit because I was like, because when I was watching the episode, I I knew about the casting and I knew that this character was coming up, and I was like, is that? But she's not in the thing yet. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's not. Her. Maybe I just got it confused. Maybe it's someone else. And yeah. then the ending of the episode happened, and I was like. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. I just remember it really confusing and annoying me. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. you can confirm with fresh eyes this is a practice that is quite <laughs> frustrating sometimes. It it can be. Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine what like people who watch the show for the first time now, and you know they know about the twelfth Doctor, and then they get to Fires of Pompeii, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> like, that yeah, must be I- quite bizarre. <laughs> I won't, I won't go into it, but I'm really hoping that a rewatch um, will will make me warmer on how they work around <clears> explaining that. Oh, I love how they explain that. That I, is one I, of the 
highlights of of that fucking of that whole uh, season and arc, really. I I have seen it once, so I'm I I want to reserve my opinion. <laughs> we will get to okay. it in like eight years. I think it's great. I think it's really really good stuff. Um. Anyway, Martha's here. She is here, um, and she is flirting on some form of messenger, but it's like an in-staff messaging feature, I suppose. Yeah, and it also opens a new window with every message sent, which is just horrible design. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking that is, dreadful. <laughs> that is truly horrendous. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but um, she's obviously she's messaging ladies' man um, Gareth Evans. Uh, he's obviously the noted office stud. Um, Gareth Evans? That's his name. She calls him Gareth, oh, and I, I checked it out on his on his instant messaging window as well. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah. Um, so unless it's unless unless it's an affectionate pet name, we're to believe his legal birth name is Gareth Evans. I had a I had a note that just says this guy is way too horny. Yeah, yeah. He was he was just so creepy. But was he already a Cyberman? I don't think so. No, me neither. Because he didn't have two pods. Yeah. It's hard to say because you, there is little difference between a robot with no feelings forcing you to do something and a really horny man. <laughs> so, it's, it's true. But then why was he just randomly leading Martha down? I'm just going to call her Martha. Why was he randomly just leading Martha down this like weird fucking maintenance building where all the Cybermen are? Well, the th- so so when when an adult and another adult no, I, oh. I know, but like, <laughs> Lawrence, I'm fully aware of what they were intending to do, but like, what what the weird game of him being silent and not answering her and leading her exactly to where the Cybermen are. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, I get it. Yeah. And I can't quite explain it, but I just don't think he was. I think he was just like, there's no people here, let's have some sex in the in the office mm, i don't know i don't know i, I wish i had better answers for you we didn't hear him scream either there was no whir up of the chainsaw and then him screaming no so. but we, we remember that when it's plot convenient the cybermen can turn on their silent settings it's true yeah they do have a, a silent mode yeah, yeah. They're known for their big, loud, noisy boots, but sometimes they will just have a quiet theme song playing in the background. Um, yeah. and not, do you know what I love with the Cybermen? That before mm. you even ever see Cybermen on screen, you almost always get some sheets and some curtains. Yeah. And that same motif of being like, I'm not joking. I'm calling you <laughs> out. I'm saying the name. You need a <laughs> dramatic reveal. Yeah, you you do. And, and you certainly get it in this episode, but I just love how that is synonymous with... Cybermen and happens almost every yeah. time you see him. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like it. It's very good stuff. Um, it's, a little, it's a little campy horror sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. They pull in the sheet off the monster, and then Frankenstein's there, and he's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's good stuff. Why is the Doctor's yes. Ghostbusters song impression more akin to Scooby Doo? <laughs> is it? He very much so. Like the song, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, that's there. Yeah. But he gets up and he's more like, who are you going to call? <laughs> it's very, like, Scooby-Doo. No, he goes, no, he goes, who are you going to call? Rose says Ghostbusters, and he goes, I ain't afraid of no ghost. But 
Okay, so at one point he's Scooby Dooing it. <laughs> that's no Scooby Doo. I think that's Scooby. That's a Scooby Doo. Nah, it's, it's not, it's not fucking. It's not Bill Murray. Is it? Well, Bill Murray doesn't sing the song. <laughs> Who does sing the song? Uh, some guy. Or is it just the song? No one sings it in the movie, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. Like go to a show and there's just some guy singing the Ghostbusters theme song. No, but like one of them might be like, who are you going to call Ghost? But like, it might be like a little haha 80s thing. Everyone's always singing no, it in they, the 80s. No, they say it in like an ad. They're like, um, we're the Ghostbusters. We're ready to defeat you or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I know that from the epic rap battles of history. <laughs> I think that's exactly what I just quoted. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. Right. <laughs> the Ghostbusters song is by Ray Parker Jr. Okay. All right. Fair enough then. <clears throat> Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, uh, I love um, whenever Ten pulls out like a weird little gadget or little device he's cobbled together. Mm. I, I always like that about him. I like that he's always like making just weird little things that don't often quite work. They're just like glued together and quite badly designed and stuff, and quite clunky. But I don't yeah. know. I like it. I think it's a good part of his character, really. It's it is always telling of the BBC budget for the show that they're like. They they just made Ten's character a little inventor because often yeah. the only shit that they could make were like, what have we got? Have we got a few screwdriver knobs that we can break <laughs> off and stick on a bit yeah. of blue tack or whatever? <laughs> Probably just grabbed a bit, a few bits from the TARDIS console and just went, yeah, this is all falling off anyway. So yeah, as, shoot the TARDIS from this one from side, it. which we always shoot it from anyway, we'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I like that. And I, I do like how it almost always just never properly works. <laughs> it is yeah. always falling apart. It works for like yeah. five seconds, then it goes wrong, and the doctor's like, oh, oh, God, oh, fuck, okay. It is. It is good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this this next note I have says, they look so fucking dumb with those massive Bluetooth earpieces. <laughs> I love, in the episode, it's just meant to be like, it's just like it's meant to be a the, the future calling, isn't it? It's supposed to be like yeah. this is some cyber technology. This is real <laughs> futuristic stuff, and it just yeah. I would not put one of them in my ears now if you paid me. Like they are that's no. a that's extra weight to my head. I I remember the, like the the Bluetooth ear craze. I remember really wanting one as well. <laughs> like like when was, I had absolutely no need for one. Um, but I really, really badly wanted one just to be like, hold on one second, I gotta take a call. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> like, like Saul Goodman, you're on the you're on the go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just really wanted one. Um, but they do look fucking horrendous, especially if they've got two in. Like when when you see Martha and she's got two in, because uh, she's a cyber woman now or whatever, awful. Horrendous. Yeah, but that's how you know. That's just, how you've got to know that. that yeah, she's... I know. I know we have to have a visual representation of her being a cyber woman, but I don't like it. It looks bad. I would have preferred if she came in with a... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Big fucking and why does no one notice and question it? <laughs> no one's like, why the fuck are you wearing two Bluetooth earpieces? No, they're You're looking at her. Like, they look, she, she's in the office. Everyone's like, she's so efficient. She's taking two calls at once. <laughs> No, I think I think you can get around that because they're all kind of kind of avoiding them, aren't they? Because these two are obviously having an affair or like just some sort of workplace romance that they're trying to keep on the secret. Um, yeah, not doing I, a very good job of it. No, really. yeah, yeah, and um, mm. so I think everyone's kind of just got their heads down. They're like, oh, these two little lovebirds, let them do what they do. So yeah. I don't think anyone's paying them much attention. I agree. Uh, maybe I don't listen to what you said. If I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> Uh, the first Alon Z, Lawrence. Yes, yeah. A monumentous moment in Doctor Who history. I personally stood up from my couch and I cheered. Oh, really? Well, I, I opted for a salute. But ah, okay. Yeah, that's that's where we differ. I I, I have a note on that. It just says the Doctor's search for an Alonzo begins. It was quite good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. It'll, it'll get there one day, but yeah, good payoff. That oh, will yeah. eventually have. <laughs> um, when Yvonne says, and this goes back to the weather forecast, man, right? Yes. When Yvonne says, let's make this ghost shift a good one, <laughs> yeah. what distinguishes a good one from a bad one? I don't know. <laughs> it's very confusing. They keep saying weird shit like this, and like, you establish the rules and then you change them. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I guess like, because they pull out some bullshit metric, don't they? And they're like, we got 700 yeah. bajilliwatts of fucking ghost energy or whatever <laughs> this time. Like, yeah. is, I guess the ghost energy is different and different. It's, but then like, how do they affect that? <laughs> I think it's just vague sci-fi talk. Like, yeah, I don't think you're meant to pay like that much attention to it. It's just like, ah, oh, science words. Okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Like, you need the tenth doctor going, ah, just interrupting it again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I love that Jackie's on board the TARDIS. She's a proper passenger now, traveling uh, through space, I guess. Um, and <laughs> just love that line. If we end up on Mars, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> very funny stuff. Yeah, just a very much a mum line of like. Yeah, we don't go to Mars. It's not what we do. <laughs> no, <laughs> isn't there a line from the Doctor at one point where he's like, "I'm not, I'm not from Mars." When's that? I, th- I think it's, wa- I think it's the waters of Mars. No, I don't think it is. I think mean, no, it's it's got to be Donna. She'll call him Martian or something. Oh go, I'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm not from Mars. Yeah, that'll be that. Yeah, I I want to so see an extended go. scene or just a, perhaps a different angle of the scene where you're supposed to forget that Jackie is in the TARDIS as they take off and land. Oh, yeah. And I would like to see how Jackie got halfway up the roof of the TARDIS. The stairs up there. Yeah, but, like, it just just makes me laugh. Like, the Doctor has supposedly forgotten that Jackie's here, but in the background of the Doctor's peripheral vision, Jackie's just fucking ascending the TARDIS. (laughs) I think she was already up there. What? But why? What's she doing? She's having a wander about, isn't she? She's like going the TARDIS every day. She's like, I wonder what's up here. It, it nothing. strikes me more as like, nothing. 
<laughs> yeah, there's more coral voids. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it strikes me. Did your mum ever come round and like, like just kind of run her finger over a bit of dust in your house or whatever? And it's like, yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, could do with an Uber. I'm like, all right, mum. Yeah, yeah. Always <laughs> critical. Yeah, that, that's what it strikes me. She's just having a mosey around. Like, is this? Where's, where's my daughter? Where's her room? You got separate rooms? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's probably looking for another door. She was like. Just running a hand along the wall, just the entire time, being like, "Is there a door here? What's going? On? Is it just Where's this one fridge? room? Where do yeah. you two fucking eat? Where's the washing machine? Yeah. Fucking hell! Yeah. I well, wonder I'm always it. doing your fucking laundry. She sees the doctor's washing machine. She's like, "This is a piss take. <laughs> yeah. like, what am I stuck with all this for? Yeah, it's her good. delicates. That's why. <sighs> Lawrence, please. <laughs> um, mm. I. I haven't got many notes other than that. I know this is jumping it, but the next note I have oh, is don't about jump Mickey, it. but if you've got anything in yeah, between Yeah, don't that? jump it. Yeah, yeah, don't jump it. Um, so they follow the signal. They arrive at Torchwood. Um, there's like kind of everyone there waiting to greet him and stuff. They all cheer and stuff. I like the, the kind of like genuine like uncomfortableness you get from David Tennant. Like you can tell he... he these people know who he is and he doesn't like that. Yeah. That doesn't sit well with him. He's like, oh, you've heard of me. And then he's like, oh, no, don't you? I don't like this. This is <laughs> very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Please stop. Uh, yeah, that's quite good. Interesting. Well, I, I've got to know this because that's kind of happens throughout the whole episode because like, he arrives on Earth and Jackie's like, yeah, there was no sign of you. All these ghosts have been here for months. Yeah. And like, I, yeah. I just, I like it when the doctor is on the back foot because he immediately works twice as hard to disprove and dismantle and like that. And that's why Jackie's like, stop it. And he's like, no, because I know science. <laughs> Jackie even says, well, he doesn't like it when I know more than him, does he? And he just gives her a face. But like, you're right, but shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah <stop laughs> I'm not going to say it, but yes, I do not like it. Stop calling me out. <laughs> it, it goes It goes to that moment, which, oh, this is jumping ahead, and I almost don't want to say it because it's a great moment, but fuck it. Um, the moment in Midnight where everyone is asking him, like, how do you know so much? Why should we trust you? Who Who are you? Who? Where is your authority? Why do you think you know everything about this? And he just has to reluctantly go because I'm clever. Yeah. And it's, it's such a great moment just because, like, I, he's like, I'm so much smarter than all of you, yeah. but I obviously can't say that because I sound like a massive dickhead. Um, and it's, it's so good. It's a really good moment. I like it a lot. I'm very excited for that episode, but yeah, we will, yeah, me we too. will discuss that more when we come around to it. Indeed. Um, but yeah. So no, he is there. It's all very uncomfortable. Um, I like that from kind of the offset, um, like Yvonne is just like, she's just... I think she's a well-written... She's not a character so much. You don't get a big arc or anything on big story, massive things concerning her. But a little bit. She, but she's an yeah. entertaining side character for this story. She's very, like... She's very much pointing a gun at your head and mm. offering you a cup of tea at the same time. Yeah, and that's what... Like, she feels she, deadly. Yeah, she does. She feels very deadly, but she's being very friendly about it, mm. which is almost worse somehow. It's almost like I prefer to just be straight up mean like this. I don't know this uncertainty of me not knowing where I stand with it all. It's quite, mm. it's quite scary, really. I, and she I does just it well. She because the nature of her job, she obviously would have to come to naturally mm. respect aliens' power over the human yes. race. 
And I just yes. think there's an element of like, she's like, look, you're the doctor. I'm the head of Torchwood, which was set up to actually fight against people like you. Um, I respect you. You're a mighty force to be reckoned with, but I know my job and where my loyalties and principles lie. And I, I don't have to like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that but is, yeah. That is true. Um, again, earlier I tweeted out, um, if anyone has any thoughts, um, this one from Greg Cactus Face um, at G Cactus Face on Twitter. That sounds um, painful. Does actually. There, well, first of all, he said, "If I say cunt, will you read it out on the podcast?" Um, so that's quite fun. I just did. Greg Cactus <laughs> Face, you are home. Welcome. <laughs> and uh, and then he said, on a slightly more family friendly note, are you going to talk about the weird horny cyber woman from Torchwood this episode? Um, and that's a good point because this is kind of her origin story, although we don't see it. Okay, I, you're gonna have to catch me up to speed. So the the horny cyber woman from Torchwood. Again, we mentioned this a little briefly in the the Cyberman episode a couple of weeks back. Um, truly horrendous. Truly like one of the worst designed costumes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> probably set feminism back a couple of years alone just with yeah. that costume design truly awful um but 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 she was her and Dianto actually were both working in Torchwood one during the Battle of Canary Wharf uh, and she was I guess half converted into a, a sexy cyborg woman and then <laughs> and the part the parts that the parts that were converted <laughs> were the sexy too rude for TV bits. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, then Yanto just like... <laughs> bikini line was converted first. <laughs> yeah. Like, the first thing we, we have to strip away is these breasts. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll give her a sexy midriff. So. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah. Bit of fun. Um, throughout this entire conversation, I've been really desperate to know. Did he, did he want... Was the cunt thing related in any way, or did he just want no, to say it? No, I think mean, I, I, even, I even wrote back and I said, I, I think we've said it many times on the show already. So <laughs> you're, like, you're fine. Yeah, you're not. Look, I, just, I respect him. Yeah. You're not breaking new ground here, Greg Cactus Face. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's it. Hey, this this show is whatever, man. We'll 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 say anything. I'm just pleased know, to yeah. find out we have Twitter followers. Oh, I've got another one still in the bank, ready to go. So. Is it coming up later? Uh, maybe we'll see. Okay, all right. Uh, what what happens after this? So we've got you've got the Doctor and Yvonne basically having a a battle of wits, and I really like there's a moment where the Doctor's like, "Stop it! Stop the ghost shift!" And she's like, "I won't do that." And yeah. he's like, and she, she he goes, "Stop it! I'm serious." And she's like, "I won't do it." And he's like, "All right, well let's just pitch up." You got I love tea? that moment. Yeah, just the Doctor just like calling her bluff essentially just being mm. like ready to just sit back and he's like come on rose let's watch the fireworks any chance to pick up a tea it's all good stuff yeah all good stuff um just fo- following on from that moment it's what i guess this is kind of one of the reasons i love 10 so much is he doesn't he won the bluff off right he called her bluff successfully yeah. but he doesn't yeah. like revel in the victory he just goes up to her and goes thank you now let's work yeah. together He's, He's not, not like, like ha, ha, L, I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't start doing the L dance to the Fortnite theme song or something. Yeah. No, he's he's genuinely like, thank you, because 
we would have all died. <laughs> so yeah. good stuff. I I also love throughout this whole like Torchwood sequence, just all the the fun little banter between Ten and um, Jackie as well. When he's, oh. when he's just like she looked into the harbor vortex aged her 57 years or whatever Jackie's like I'm 40 and he's like bless I there was a moment I shit my pants because I thought I'd always missed it there's a bit of a strong reaction well you don't know how intensely I was following the story <laughs> okay I am um, no when he said she looked into the uh the vo- time vortex a week ago I was like yeah. shut up that wasn't a week ago for you <laughs> But obviously it was just a bit of funniness. Yeah. 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 But but there was a serious moment. I was like, how young is Tennant when he dies? Like, how young (laughs) is Ten? I know he's young, but fuck. Six. Six, I think it is. I think it's six. He has six years. Uh, (laughs) Some doctors have like a million times that in one episode. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Poor doctor, man. Yeah. Oh dear, dear, dear. Um, what else happens? There's a big sphere that shouldn't exist but does. Yeah. So there's a big sphere. It's it has no weight. It has no anything else. I guess. Um, I <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> Just do the science. Do the science noise, and you can get past it. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a big sphere. No one knows what it is. No one knows where it came from. It just appeared one day, and they built a building around it. Um, so I know it's it's so it's always weird to see Canary Wharf from like the 2000s because it's changed so much and so <laughs> yeah. quickly as well. Like if you look at Canary Wharf and then you turn away and then you look back, like three more buildings have popped up. Like in that time, <laughs> that place changes so quickly, man. Um, and like this, it's like, oh, there's three buildings in Canary Wharf, and then today there's like thirty or something. Yeah, shit. it's it's mad. Um, but yeah, anyway, they built Torchwood Tower around the sphere. Um, we don't know what's inside it. Fun little reveal for later. But uh, I'll tell you who is there checking it all out. Our man's Mickey. Genuinely, I knew he was in the these this two parter, but I forgot how he yeah. entered. Yeah, I forgot how he became a part of the story. The fact that he's on the screen, and like his reveal is like, oh, he's like, I don't know, someone. Can you go? Can you go check the door? And Mickey turns around and he's like, right away, and he looks at Rose and he's like, shh. <laughs> so Lawrence, this brings me to our third and final tweet. Okay. Um, of, of the evening um, sorry I need to pull up still got legs I need to switch back to my account just to browse through for a little while probably while you were talking um, <laughs> uh, this is from Stanley Cornwell uh, at, Sta- uh, at Stenaz97 on Twitter should I be giving away these guys ads? yeah they, they're asking publicly fuck them alright <laughs> hey, that's me <laughs> that's very me <laughs> They know the show they're writing in on. Yeah. <laughs> um, genuine question. You've got to bring it up later. And th- this is actually a, g- a genuinely good point because it's not something I ever necessarily thought about until I read this tweet today. And then I was like, and then I watched the episode. I was like, oh, yeah, that is weird. Um, but genuine question. You've got to bring it up later. Why does Rose have literally no reaction to seeing Mickey again? 
He turns up acting all cool. She doesn't give a fuck. Pretty for she, pretty sure she literally forgot who he is. She's weirdo of the week for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Charles Stanley. Um, but it's true. I like I couldn't stop thinking about that when I watched the episode this evening because she, she he's he like gives her a wink. He's doing a big shushy face. He's being all sneaky and having fun, and she's just like no reaction. Like, yeah, she, she's, under, she's incognito, isn't she? She's undercover. She's got thingy he looking at her face. He still thinks she'd have at least some kind of react, especially the way they left things, and she was quite visibly upset about Mickey leaving. And now she's like, nah, I don't even know who you are, mate. She never cared for Mickey. I think she was upset Lawrence. about the nature of the episode. You're just upset because you have to talk about Mickey and Rose's relationship. Again. It's true. It's a difficult topic for me to talk about. Um, yeah, I yeah. there's an element of perhaps she should have maybe showed it more on screen. This is not a Billy Piper acting thing because she can act. No, I, I don't think it's that at all. It's a writing thing. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's a strange choice to have no, just absolutely nothing in terms of Rose, just blank expression. Nothing. Yes, it is strange. Um, Probably more a direction thing than anything, really. Yeah, I can't say I... I think that is Weirdo of the Week territory. Yeah. That is, that is strange. And you know what? I might take it, because I haven't thought of one yet. <laughs> and, and do you know what? In, 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 in forceful solitude, without my agreement on the point, I too will take it. You can't. I said it first. No! Um, <laughs> So uh yeah there we go. I do I do think it's strange though. It's it like even later on she's she like says how are you back here but it's it's not anything like it's it's just nothing really. It's just like oh uh, it's like when you see someone at the shops like oh how you been? It's you know it's it's nothing more than that really. What are you up to mate? <laughs> yeah, what are you up to these days? Imagine well. seeing you here in this parallel world you shouldn't be in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, strange, strange stuff. But Jake's got a yellow bit of plastic, so that's how he's not here yet. You can't talk about him. You can't talk about him. Like I say, I haven't talked about episodes like seven seasons down the line. Yeah, um, so you've you've done nothing but call <laughs> heads this episode. Look, I'm allowed. Um, <laughs> there's there's always ever. Since the first time I watched this episode, there's always been a series of shots which have always seemed strange to me, right. and and I don't like them. So this is kind of Nathan nitpicks a thing, okay. okay? Purely because it doesn't really make any sense in terms of physical space, okay? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when the ghost shift is powering up again towards the end of the episode, and it's the big one where all the Cybermen are coming and stuff, um. Uh, Cyber Martha and her cyber friends, they, they, they're the ones who type it, uh, typing away on the clickety-crackly keyboards. They're overriding the, the system. They're overriding the system. They're hacking the mainframe. They're doing whatever they need to do mm-hmm. um, and, and jumping in and stuff. <laughs> and you see shots of them just typing away at their desk. Sure, it's over-the-top typing. They're not typing anything. Whatever. I can live with that. What I can't live with is the the jump cut uh, from a wide shot of, like, Cyber Martha at her desk, just, like, typing away. She's at a regular seating position with the keyboard in front of her, 
and then it cuts to a shot of uh, a shot of her with somehow the keyboard up just below her chin and the <laughs> camera mounted directly behind it so you can see her typing away <laughs> like this this is not good visual stuff for a podcast but whatever yeah. and then it cuts right back to her at the full wide shot so you can see her typing normally again it's always seems so strange to me and i don't like it <laughs> sometimes there are cinematographers out there and camera operators out there that are extremely enamored with the forced perspective things pioneered by peter jackson in one lord of the rings trilogy and this isn't will... a forced perspective thing, really, though. No, but it's a... If we put a certain thing... It's the Vin Diesel and the Rockstand next to each other. How can they be the same height? It's... Let's trick the camera slightly. And some people just suck at it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah. that's what it is. They wanted the, they wanted a close-up, but they wanted the keyboard in the shot. Because that's, that's the they information. Did, yeah, they, they want the shot of her typing and like, the close-up on the face at the same time. Yeah. Obviously, you can't get that with like a normal... Because it would be shot from like you'd just be looking at a chin or whatever. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Like I I can I can see the reasoning behind it, but in terms of execution, I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, it's probably not Doesn't better work. to put, pl- literally put it in a sandwich of two shots that do make geographical sense, and then go look at this weird one in the middle that we filmed. <laughs> I am done with my Stella Artois. I can't believe you've just been necking it from when you started to now. There we go. It's been so impressive. You've been able to talk as well this whole time. <laughs> it's true. Well done, Nathan. Three <laughs> cheers for Nathan. Shall I open my Heineken? Uh, yes, if you would like. Was that not what? Was that was that not a Heineken? The one before? No, that was. I just said that was a Stella Artois. Oh yes, you did. Sorry. Two what bad is beers. your memory? Pretty bad. Well, I I did order four Stellas. <laughs> Excuse me. I received one Stella and three Heinekens. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I guess. I'm not mad about it, but like... But la- it comes to a certain point, lager's lager. Yeah, it's true. Mm, delicious Heineken. Mm-hmm. The sponsor of Still Got Legs. No. <laughs> not true. <laughs> could be. I'll be the legal guy. I mean, anything could happen. <clears throat> it's true. Heineken have gone into business with a very unusual off-brand Doctor Who podcast. We've been sponsored by KFC, so that is legally enough. Technically true, true. yeah. (laughs) We've also been sponsored by the Australian government, so (laughs) we're calling the shots. They're puppets. Anyway, the (laughs) the 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 last note I have is uh, four words. Fucking great twist ending. Yes. It is, It is though, because they're building up. Mickey's like, oh, what's in there? Cyber leader, cyber king, emperor of the Cybermen. He's, he's pulled out his big, massive gun. He's an action hero. He's ready to shoot down the Cybermen that come out. Or the whole time you're going to think, you're obviously thinking it's something to do with the Cybermen, because why wouldn't it be? The Cybermen are here. Mm. But then, but then you see the shot from the the eye stalk you see the little blue screen you hear the voice and then it's the reveal the daleks are here and if we're talking calling cards of enemies that is the daleks one isn't it the eye shot yeah yeah the pov of of the dalek yeah it's fucking it's great it is a great twist because you are there the entire entire episode plays on 
Torchwood, Cybermen, technology, yeah. ghosts, yeah. humanoid things that are are a problem. The, th- the embodiment all of all things, threat. all things that we've been talking about this season as well. These yeah. are all things that have happened this season, and they're all things that have been going on throughout the run. So it all makes sense that it's culminating in this. Mm. But then the Daleks are here suddenly. Like what the fuck? This is this is what, and not just. These run-of-the-mill Daleks we've seen before—it's—it's it's three normal Daleks, but then this new black, sleek Dalek. What the fuck? I... Minds were blown, including mine. So often you say whenever I wear a T-shirt that isn't black that I'm like breaking my cartoon persona, which is that I have one outfit yeah. that I wear six St- times a week. Yeah, it's strange. I don't like it. I imagine how much I connect with an all-black Dalek. This was my fucking shit. I love Dalek Sek. I love Dalek Sek. I think he looks sick. I think he even he ends up looking even sicker, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, this is like the start of a, an ongoing story, really. Throughout all of Ten's run, really, that kind of goes towards the end, pretty much. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, there is definitely good stuff to come with, with these Daleks in particular. Um, and, yeah, I, I do like Dalek Sek. I like where his character goes but again yeah i guess we will uh talk about that in in episodes to come mm. um yeah that's 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 pretty much it really that's it look it's the it's the monster of all cliffhangers which is why i love this episode cuz mm. this episode set up it's a two-parter we knew it was going to be a two-parter rose rose opens the episode with this is how i die she's not yes. dead at the end of the episode but what's around her is a planet full of cybermen her mum very now, close to her. And her boyfriend is back from bo- a parallel earth. I know you don't want to call him that, but he is. <laughs> I, think, I don't think they well, call him that. Well, maybe he's not. I don't think so. They kind of broke up, haven't they? I think they broke up, yeah. I think there was the moment. They did hold hands, though. And that, they... that universally means... <laughs> well... That's what Gareth Evans wanted to do with Martha in the in the maintenance room or whatever. <laughs> They wanted to hold hands. They wanted to hold hands <laughs> and put on their ear pods together. <laughs> what if we held hands in the Cyberman Tower? <laughs> um, yeah, just a mother of all cliffhangers. We don't know how Rose is going to die, but we know there are three, four Daleks, all devoid of any knowledge of what's happened in the last, like, however many fucking years. And they're going to well, be a yeah, bit we death crazy. We... We don't know. We don't know how long they've been in there. We don't know what the situation is. Um, we've got to find out next week. Did you watch the next time trailer? No, I turned it straight off. I was like, I want to go in. Oh, it's good. It's fresh it's as good. I can. It, does, it doesn't come straight away. Like, like the credits play and then it goes to the next time trailer. Um, and it's they're, a good They're one learning as well. how to keep secrets. They are. They are. And it's, it's good. It, it kind of like makes you think. Like, I think it ends with the line of, of a Cyberman saying, the power of the Daleks and Cyberman together, we could upgrade the entire planet or something. And it's just, it's a good place to leave on. It's a good cliffhanger. So I am, this is one of those times where I, I ended the episode and I'm like, Oh, I really want to watch the next one right now. I really want to just jump straight into it. Um, and I did. (laughs) Um, I, I, I would have liked to, but I resisted. Anyway, one of these, I reckon. Weirdo of the week! Weirdo of the 
many times am I going to have to tell you to stop dancing? Stop creating such bops for the show, and then we'll talk. I cannot. I simply cannot do that, Lawrence. Uh, welcome to Weird Over the Week, everyone. <laughs> it's the... Welcome everyone to Weirdo of the Week. It's our favourite segment of the show where we get to take a chance to look back, talk about and discuss the weird, wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every week. My Weirdo of the Week, Lawrence. I'm going first. My Weirdo for this week um, is brought to us by our good friend Greg Cactus Face. Um, oh wait, no, it's not. Sorry, that was the wrong guy. Um, it's brought to us by our good friend Stanley Cornwell, um, who uh, brought to my attention the fact that Rose does not even recognise Mickey, which I think is a tragedy amongst some of the biggest of all time. Yeah. Um, and and does and it did seem quite strange. And and I don't think it seems strange to you because you were defending it quite a bit. You were defending that moment. Okay. So I don't think it would be genuine for you to have this as your weirdo of the week. But I think it's it's fair game that it's my weird. Mine and um Stanley's. So Okay. There we my go. My weirdo of the week is um Martha. Now <laughs> Cyber the reason Martha. it's Martha is because Cyber Martha. Uh, yes. Well, no. Martha, before she becomes cyber as well. Okay. Is because it is a weird predicament. Because when you consider we... The next season, we know, because having seen this show before, we know features yeah. Martha as the Doctor's companion. As Martha, an alive and well human. Yeah, Martha. Martha, dump truck in the flesh. Here comes the cootie squad. <laughs> she said, shut up, Heather. Sorry, Heather. Look You're right. Oh, my God. Dang, dang, diggly, dang, diggly. Yeah, I'm good, sorry. I find it very strange that she's in this episode <laughs> pretending to be someone else and getting what do you turned mean pretending into a Cyberman. What do you mean pretending to be someone else? I think it's very strange behaviour of her. <laughs> it's not Martha Jones, Lawrence. <laughs> it certainly looks like it. It's Adiola, whatever her last name was. <laughs> so I think it's very odd that she would be here doing this. Um, especially when she's she doesn't she doesn't maybe she doesn't know this in universe, but she's going to be with the Doctor all next season. So I figure she might she should have just sat this one out right. rather than pretending okay, even if to it be was, the companion. Even if it was Martha, how would she know that? <laughs> Look, I don't have one this week. I'm just doing a silly. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> That's a shock. All right. Well, you, you're 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 at that point now where your brain is mush. And you're not making any sense or any actual sentient points. So I think that is time. Uh, you, you have to admit defeat. Yeah. You don't have a weirdo for this week. And your punishment no, it's not is, to edit, <laughs> is to edit this episode. You, you were given your way. one. That doesn't count for you either. No, no, it's mine. <laughs> All right, my weirdo is Yvonne, um, because Yvonne goes when um, is his name Raj? Yes. The Rajesh, go- I think it is. Yes. So, but I'm using his nickname because we're mates. Oh, okay. Um, yes. So she goes, send Raj something. He's going out of his mind, and then she goes, not alcohol. What else is is going to be sent down to him? I want to know. I got a prostitute vibe. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking motherfucking nowhere. You just don't know, do you? <laughs> oh, don't like that at all. Is that bad to say? They all exist. Right, let's let's end this episode right now. They, they exist. Is that bad? No, it's not bad. <laughs> There's nothing. Well, let's wrap this up now. <laughs> it's just fucking good. You pushed for it. You wanted one. <laughs> I didn't want this. <laughs> okay, well, listen. I've gone too far. I did. am the Time Lord Victor. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. Um, <laughs> that was our left field, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, this has been your favourite podcast in the world, apart from the other one, which is also your favourite podcast in the world. Um, but somehow they're not there's no one or two they're just both your favorite podcasts of all time and what are those podcasts you might be asking well i'll tell you now this one is at still got legs pod you can follow us on twitter the other one that we do is called at another happy pod uh, on twitter another happy pod comes out every single friday at 10 a.m we talk about all manner of things pop culture which is always a good time and this one we always talk about docky who and that comes out mondays at 10 a.m but nathan tell them where they can review us what strange thing um, they can review us in their uh, app of choice wherever they get their podcast they can just go to the rate and review section they can press that fifth star in a row it's the last one press the last one it only and works then on the say last something it's true it only works on the last one if you press any others it will not register so press that fifth star and then uh, say something nice or mean about us mm. um, we can take it um, I just want to read it. Um, yeah, it's the number we need. We don't give a fuck. We're not reading them anyway. Well, mainly because they don't exist you know yet. I'd read them if they were there. And who would want to let him down after that? It's true. That's what I was saying. Uh, anyway, um, any final thoughts to wrap up this show, Lawrence? Yes, I have more theories as to what Yvonne could be sending Raj. Well, you'll have to <laughs> fucking hell. okay. Anything else that doesn't relate to Yvonne or Raj? No, they are all Yvonne and Raj related, I'm afraid. Okay, well, I'll have to uh, turn off your microphone now. Um, (laughs) Well, with that, everyone, I will bid you all a good night. Say hello to your friends and family. Wish them well, and we'll see you next week. Ba-da-bum, ba-ba-da-bum, oh fuck. I talked over it.